Welcome to the Best Buoys Podcast. I'm Best Buoy Dan. And I'm Best Buoy Justin. Uh, this is our beach episode, if you didn't already get the beach pun. Um, today we're going to have a little bit of banter. We're going to do... sounds like boys. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, I just got it. Yeah, it's a pun. Oh, I just got it. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> um... But yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about beach episodes in anime, but first we're going to do a little bit of banter, we'll have our usual news segment, and of course we'll wrap it up with a uh, top ten of sorts. Um, so, best boy Justin, how's uh, how's the recent season of anime been treating you? It's been really good. Um, I have, uh, I'm not fully caught up on everything, but I have caught up on a couple select things that I've been really enjoying um most notably uh mars red what's your list look like oh god my list (laughs) um i am watching um super cub obviously uh mars red i I feel so bad that um i think the second episode's the last one i watched of super cub oh wow dude you need to catch up i know i know it's like it's one of those ones that that I know I'll, I will like. I just I anytime I sit down, I just haven't been in the mood or I've been wrapped up with other things. But I will catch up. I promise. Dude, you that. it's so good. Every time the main character smiles, my heart smiles. I I really like. So what I saw. sad. I know. I feel it's that's probably of. There are plenty of ones that I have not caught up on that I really want to, but that's probably near the top of the list. Well, the other thing that should be at the top of your list is also Mars Red, which right. is fantastic. you said that's gotten really good. The most recent episode that I saw, which I think I am now one episode behind as of, like, yesterday or the day before, um, everything just, like, like really clicked. Like, you're like, like, obviously you know kind of where the story's going, because, like, it, it's, it does a really good job storytelling, but then, like, you're like, okay, this is what we're doing. All right, let's go. Strap in. Like, this most recent episode was really good. Um, also 86, fantastic. I'm watching that one. Um, I've been killing slimes for 300 years. Okay, so, so that one I am caught up on. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that one because I'm in love with it right now. Right? It does a lot of the same thing that, um, Dragon Maid does where you have this little, like, pseudo family. Mm. It's really cute. But do you want to give, like, a quick synopsis for people who missed it? Yeah. So, so I've been really busy the last few weeks. That Gundam episode was pretty intense in Mm. terms of editing and all that. Um, but this is one show that I have made sure to watch every time it comes out yeah. because it is just a joy. So basically, we talked about it in our uh, spring anime, What to Watch, but essentially it's about this person who just drops dead from working too hard, like in their mid-twenties, and they get isekai of course, and they get isekai into uh, this world where they just like don't have to work hard like that's kind of what they wanted and and was granted to them and so uh just every day walking into town this uh she's reincarnated as a witch and she just kills 10 slimes along the way the weakest uh characters in the game but she's essentially immortal in this world so 300 years go by of killing 10 slimes every single day and she's maxed out her character um and that's that's basically where it starts so of course someone kind of accidentally discovers that she's insanely powerful which brings a bunch of notoriety to her which is not what she wants she just wants to kind of like relax and chill and all that sort of stuff but you know obviously this sets into motion all these events and pretty much every episode so far has pretty much introduced a new character that has kind of grown into being a part of her kind of makeshift family Mm -hmm. they're all female characters um it has some 
some sort of like subtle romance tones um very very Way more mild. subtle than they are in dragon Maid. yeah definitely more subtle than dragon Maid. but there's there's a little bit of it there but it but it's all very wholesome and, and it's just a very nice cozy like show i love her little daughters falfa and shalsa they're yeah. adorable <laughs> um i i love the elf she's just like hilarious Hulk, right? yeah she's good <laughs> um, she just, reminds me of like aqua a lot yeah but like a more innocent version of yeah, aqua yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but but that show has been really great uh oddly another show that i haven't uh been able to stop watching has been higahiro mm-hmm. um which, i haven't seen the most recent episode yet. which to check in with still hasn't animated itself mm-hmm. um that show has been really great and has gotten the drama is like in the most recent episode really kicked up to full gear. Um, it it's definitely not a show for everyone. It's a drama. It's the premise in and of itself is a lot to swallow, but it 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 has not animated itself, is what I will say. Yeah. It's still good. Um, uh, what else were you watching? Well, Let's I'm still watching uh, Joran. It still doesn't make sense, but it's still very pretty. Um, some of the ones that I have like kind of fallen by the wayside that I am still watching, but I just am a couple episodes behind, uh, combatants will be dispatched. It's, it's good. It's just not like at the same level as like Mars red and super cub and 86. Um, yeah, it'll always be there too. One that actually I, I like, I gotta be honest with you. I completely forgot about after watching the second episode, but like was reminded of it today. Cause I saw like a screen cap of it or, uh, somewhere was um the saint's magic power is omnipotent oh yeah yeah so i kind of want to exist i want to catch back up on that one because it had an interesting premise it just like got like kind of lost in the sauce um but yeah i'm also watching spider which i know you were behind on uh, so i'm a little bit behind because i've been watching that with best person cat uh and we haven't really had time to watch it lately but we're only like a couple episodes behind right mm-hmm. now um but what I have seen, that show just continues to astound me at yeah. how good it is. But also, like, how seamless the storytelling is. Because now it's also looking like maybe there is even more timeline it's, craziness going on. Yeah, I, don't say too much because I'm not I, going I to. all of it yet. But, like, but, the most recent episode that I watched, which I think is one episode ago, made me think, like, oh, maybe the assumptions that I had about the timeline of this show are wrong. Yeah, it's... There's a lot of craziness to that show. It's surprisingly deep um, with all of it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that um, that I've been watching consistently. Oh, Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, Tokyo Revengers. I've heard that's really good. That's one I also want to catch up on. Um, It's you know, it's one of those things that it's it's not even that I'm picking the best shows to watch right now it's more just what i feel like comfortable with yeah i've actually had the same thing where like sometimes i just don't have the energy to watch certain shows you know what i mean yeah and and you know what i think that's fine i think that you should enjoy what you watch i don't think you should ever feel obligated like the beautiful thing about having streaming right is that it'll air yeah and then it'll live there and you can catch up i know we're going to talk about like uh, one anime later that I think is getting an English dub. And yes. for me, I'm like, that's great. That's a show that I'm going to be able to catch up on with the English dub. And I know it's not going to be as good as the uh, sub, but I'm going to be able to watch it because I'll be able to put it on while I'm like doing work or something like right, that. Right, absolutely. Um, so I'm excited for stuff like that. I do have a surprise for you. What's up? Which I'd mentioned earlier, and I have been good and have not told you. I 
uh, met a man in a dark alley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, and there was an exchange. And I'm liking where this is going less and less. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in return, I received something that you're going to enjoy. What's that? Uh, I got the um, Love is War OVAs. Oh, really? Yes. How uh, did you get that? Or uh, you probably can't say it on mic. I told you, a man in a dark <laughs> okay, alley. All right. There was an exchange, and I have... Because they're the not OVAs. even out in Japan yet. No, they came out on my birthday, Oh, that's remember? right. They did come out on your birthday. We yeah, talked yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to watch that. Yeah, we are. Um, that's awesome. Uh I'm super excited for that. I was actually just thinking about that show earlier today because of something that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the anime news section. Yeah, and in fact, I think it's maybe even time to get into that. Yeah, anime so let's news. go ahead and check in at Studio WEEB for anime news. It is finally happening, best buds. <laughs> Komi, Glory, hallelujah. Comey Can't Communicate is getting an anime adaptation set to air this October. Um, we're fairly light on details at the moment, but we do know who the voice actors for the central three characters will be. Uh, Aoi Koga, who voiced Kaguya on Kaguya-sama Love is War, will be playing Komi. Um, I, what's, what's I love that they have a voice actor for Komi. Well, because she does talk. She does talk. But yes. she doesn't talk much. Um, it will be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Rie Murakawa, who's voiced uh, Ram in Re Zero, is going to be playing Najimi. Um, and Gakuto Kajiwara, who played Gobzo in that time I got reincarnated ah, as a slime, Gobzo. is going to play Tadano. I, oh, I'm so excited for Najimi. I love Najimi. Najimi is great. This whole show is really good. I'm so excited that, for it. And I'm also really excited that they were like, hey, not only is it coming out, but it's coming out this year. It was a huge surprise. I remember I heard something about it and I said something to you and you were like, prove it. And I yeah. was like, I, I just, I don't know. I heard it somewhere. And then like the next day it was like official, official. Yeah. Um, it looks good. They they dropped a teaser of it, and yeah. all the animation looks spot on. They did the little, like, cute Comey face mm -hmm. animation, which they nailed. Uh, hitting hitting those faces that she makes is going to be the yeah. key to this. Because the, her facial expressions are, like, one of the most important ways that she communicates besides holding up a notepad with words on it. Yeah, which is um, also made for some tremendous memes. Yeah, but I also think that one of the things they may do, and I don't know, this is just speculation on my part, but what would be interesting is that... When she holds up the thing with her with the, the words on it, it maybe her character reads it in like a background voice. So like she's her, you're still hearing her character talk, but she you're seeing her speak with her notepad. I don't know, maybe or I'm like Tadano will read it, or, or Tadano like will read it, or something like that. Uh, otherwise, the animation is going to be uh, really you're going to have to have like double subtitles, which will be well, it'll be fine, but yeah. Um, but I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, but for those of you who aren't familiar with the manga, uh, here's a little synopsis, just a brief one. Um, Timid Tadano is a total wallflower, and that's just the way he likes it, but that all that changes when he finds himself alone in a classroom on the first day of high school with the legendary Komi. He quickly realizes she isn't aloof, she's just super awkward, and now he's made it his mission to help her on her quest to make 100 friends. Um, so yeah, basically, like, there's this girl, and, like, everyone in the school thinks that she's, like, a cool beauty who doesn't talk much, and she's, like... Just super, super aloof because she's just like above everyone so else. But many in reality, misunderstandings. She just, yeah, she's just afraid to speak to people. It it also has that weird like um, 
that uh, Japanese high school trope of like almost student royalty. Yeah, right? like, she's like she's the queen just, of like, the high school. She's like the god of the high school. I yeah. think they even like refer to her as they refer to her point. as a goddess a couple times. Yeah, um, it's just like this kind of weird exalted pedestal that they put people on. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's one of the best parts of the show too is a, the, just the relationship of the main characters. Um, but, but also the extended cast is Yeah, tremendous. all of the side characters are great. That, I mean, and that's part of the fun of it is like you, you know, she's making progress through these hundred friends and there's like a list and it, you'll check in periodically to see where she's at. And each of the people that she meets are so distinctly different and just the ability to create so many characters yeah. that are so completely different from each other is really what I think makes that story so cool. Yeah. It's going to be really great. I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very confident that they're going to do it just, just, you know, based on what I've seen so far, everything looks spot on. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed, this is going to be really good. I'm super, super excited for it. Um, but next up in anime news, we have Laid Back Camp, also known as Yuru Camp, uh, is getting a new OVA on July 28th. Oh god, looks like I'm going back to the alley. Going back to the alley because this one is actually shipping uh, on, as a part of the third and final Blu-ray disc of uh, Yuru Camp Season 2. And it's going to be including this OVA. The OVA is titled uh, Tabisuru Shimarin, which is Traveling Rin Shima. Um... I don't know too much about what's going to go on with that because we actually haven't finished season one yet. We, we gotta need, do that. We need to finish season one, season yeah. two, and and get ready for the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. If you're in Japan, check it out. If you're not, go to a local back out. Don't do that. Um, but uh, next up in anime news, we have Funimation. We'll be streaming an English dub for the Kimono Jihen anime. Hell yeah. Uh, Kimono Jihen is a fantastic show. I watched it. It came out last season. Um, it's going to be getting an English dub courtesy of Funimation. Uh, it's one that I really enjoyed. If you haven't seen it yet and you kind of lean more towards the dub side of things or like uh, Best Boy Dan said earlier, if you want something you can put on and watch but not have to be like staring at the screen to know what's going on, maybe give it a shot. Uh, especially if you're into like some kind of, uh, you know, like shonen, supernatural, um, mystery stories, this might be one for you. Yeah, I honestly like, it's one of those things where especially doing this podcast we watch so much anime and watching keeping up with this season is difficult enough watching old things recommendations from friends all that sort of stuff is tough enough this is a show i really enjoyed from last season but just last season especially was oh yeah there were so many shows that this one fell by the wayside for me so i'm, I'm really excited to uh watch it um you know i know people are dub haters but uh, you know sometimes i like not being not having to look at the screen and you know most of the time i'll watch the sub but every yeah. once in a while it's nice watch whatever you want no yeah. one can stop you and if they do let me know um we'll stop them but yeah in uh we've got a little bit more unfortunate news coming up uh, berserk manga creator kentaro miura has uh passed away at the age of 54 um as i'm sure many of you have already heard um and uh you know miura first released berserk as a one shot 1988 uh, with the full series debuting in 1989, currently has over 40 million copies in circulation with its 40th volume having been released in September of 2018, uh, with also three separate anime adaptations for this uh, for this series. One um, one that people choose to remember. <laughs> yeah, only one that people will choose to remember. So, uh, you know, this is very unfortunate news. Pour one out for a real one. He had a, an incredible legacy. Um, but, uh, yeah... 
It is incredibly sad. Um, I was talking with one of my coworkers uh, about it. Just it, especially, it's always tragic when someone dies so young. It's also tragic when they don't get to finish their uh, the story they're telling. I know that um, you know personally worried about uh, the mangaka of Hunter Hunter uh, Yoshihiro Tagashi. Um, it's been over 900 days since, uh, he last published a, a chapter of that. Um, this whole industry is, is very tough on all the creators. So, uh, he's definitely a, a, a sad one to lose. Um, in that conversation, I, I learned though that, uh, Oda Senpai from One Piece, um, is actually like said that he has a manuscript in a vault just in case something is to happen to him right he'll be like someone will be able to actually finish the one piece story so well that'll be good yeah i know fans are concerned about that considering he's like what halfway done uh yeah i I think he just passed the halfway part or something yeah he's gonna Um, be he's gonna be making this until probably after i die but yeah and and just learning that i was like remember when people had this concern about like george rr martin and like game of thrones like that was a thing people talked about yeah um but yeah, it's sad to hear that he passed away. Yeah, but uh, moving on to our next item in anime news, we have the uh, Virtual Crunchyroll Expo event is going to preview a Tony Kawa Over the Moon for You OVA. Yeah. Um, so they announced that this year's uh, Virtual Crunchyroll Expo event will have the first 15 minutes of that OVA, which is going to be titled uh, Tony Kawa, uh, Tonikaku Kawaii SNS. Um, it'll begin streaming overseas, including on Crunchyroll on August 18th. So this is one we are Ooh. going to be able to see. Yeah. Um, and it will also ship uh, on Blu-ray disc in Japan on the same day. Um, so this is one that you don't have to go to a back alley for. Just go on and turn I mean, on the old Crunchyroll. I mean, I might anyway. You just, could still. Just for fun. I'm not going with you. Um, I'm going to watch it here. <laughs> this next one is actually really fun. Uh, I, this one popped across my Facebook feed and I knew I had to do it in Anime News. And that is um, that a team of Tokyo... Uh, medical and dental university researchers published a study showing that oxygen-carrying liquid delivered through the anus can be used as a respiratory treatment on mice and pigs, and it has been named after Evangelion. Uh, the technique, which the study's <laughs> author, Takanori Takabe, called the EVA method, uh, refers to enteral ventilation via anus. Um, however, the name is also inspired by the LCL liquid depicted in the Evangelion anime, which the EVA pilots breathe inside of their mechs. Uh, I thought this was just hilarious. Like, this is this is what happens when you let nerds name things. Yes, I'm also surprised that uh, they didn't name it after Darling in the Franks. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, this is great, because, like, you know, Evangelion is iconic. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows it's, it. And, if anything, breathing through your ass is the perfect legacy for yeah. Ava. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is really great. It's kind of a, a, an example of life imitating art, in a way. Yes, <laughs> um, but just through the anus, as it happens sometimes. You know, that's where most art comes Lips. from. <laughs> well, b- moving on, um, the uh, Gundam Hathaway uh, anime film has been delayed again due to COVID nineteen. We talked briefly on the last episode about how the release of Hathaway's Flash had been delayed by two weeks. However, it has been announced that the film is being delayed again, with no set release date. Again, due to the COVID nineteen states of emergency. Uh, in nine prefectures in Japan, having been extended, um, so we uh, we don't know. We don't know when Hathaway's Flash is going to come out. We uh, we 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 were a bit premature on our Gundam episode, but yep. you know what? We it's stand by there. it. It's yeah. out there in the world. Very um, proud of that episode. If yeah, you if you if you haven't listened to it, do we? Which look, chances are you haven't? Yeah, <laughs> go listen to our Gundam episode. Yeah. Mutants. 
Um, I'm sorry, that was mean. I didn't mean to call you Cretans. Um, but oh, uh, quick side tangent. Yeah. I also built a Gundam after that Gundam episode. He did. Check out our Instagram. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, at Best Boys underscore Pod. Yeah, um, you can see my my beautiful heavy arms work. Yeah, he built one from Gundam Wing, and it came out fantastic. And we're gonna we're gonna spray coat it some sometime soon. Um, next up, we have Smile Down the Runway. Uh, the manga is going to be ending with the uh, 22nd volume releasing in August. Um, August 17th, to be exact. The, have you read uh, the manga? What's that? Have you read the manga? So I haven't read the manga. The uh, I have watched the... Uh, the manga has a 12-episode anime adaptation in 2020 uh, that I really recommend if you haven't seen it yet. And I am still holding out for a second season. But if we don't get any news about it getting a, another adaptation soon, I might break down and just kind of tear through the manga. Because uh, I love the story of this show. Yeah, I... I feel as though that anime was just one of those ones where they like put the anime out to like sell manga copies. Yeah, and you know, that's actually this is the show one of the shows that I was introduced to that concept about, the other one being To the Abandoned Sacred Beasts. I don't know if anyone out there oh, actually yeah, watched yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, I heard that was really good too. It was really good, but there will never like they, from the beginning they were never planning on making another season of it. And they left it on a cliffhanger, which I'm really mad at. Oh, that's just me. Um, They're like, yeah. yeah, now you got it. And like the, the wildest part about that is that like that was one of the the front and center shows from the uh anime nyc con that we went to yeah. it's on the badges yeah they were promoting it but they were promoting it so that it could in turn promote the manga and that's very disappointing to me but um hopefully that will not be the case this time yeah we'll i really see. enjoyed that show and i thought the animation was great it was it was really really good uh, it had it had like really interesting sakuga effects because it was kind of sort of a sports anime in a way uh, it had a tournament arc, it had a training arc, it had, you know, all of the hallmarks of, uh, of a sports anime that you might find. Um, and then it also had, like, a really interesting romance plot that was uh, sort of unconventional, where, like, the the two main characters were sort of rivals, but also sort of teammates. It was made by Studio Azola, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the only thing they've made. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds... I mean, there's, like, two other shows, but I've never heard of Happy Sugar Life or... Sonendesuka. Yeah, that sounds that's that's making me think that this is probably going to be a a one season wonder. But damn, they did a great job for they really did. Um, I guess it just you know it didn't get out there a lot because people were like, ah, I don't want to watch a bad. That anime. easily could have been like a production IG work or something. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, alas, uh, so far no news on a on a season two. Um, so I might end up diving into the manga, but we shall see. Um. One thing that you won't have to dive into the manga for is that time I got reincarnated as a slime, which has the second core um, going to be, uh, has been announced to return on July 6th. Um, I really, really can't wait for it. I have been watching Slime Diaries. Actually, I forgot to mention that up top with the mm. checking in on anime from this season. Um, slime Diaries is good. It's nice. It's a silly diversion. You get some of the, you know, the less important backstory for characters around the show. And it's really nice and cute. They do a beach episode. Um, <laughs> great. But, uh, you know, I'm really ready to get back into the main story and see how the events that happened at the end of the first core unfold. Um, so I'm not going to say too much about it for people who aren't caught up, but like the first half of the second season really ends on a, on a crazy note. Um, and we're going to be getting new outfits, so it's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm, so excited for that show to come back it left in a really great place i'm really interested to see where it's going uh and you know what slime just still still a classic like that is a great show yeah it is easily an a tier isekai for sure yeah and it, it 
it feels like it shouldn't be, but it just, it works yeah. so well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, next up we have um, the U.S. retail chain Target, which you may have heard of, uh, has temporarily halted sales of Pokemon trading card game cards, along with other sports trading cards, citing a threat to the safety of customers and workers. Um, so a Target spokesman, uh, told the new, uh, told the newspaper that the company halted sales out of an abundance of caution, but didn't specify what exactly caused the decision. And this is likely the result of a fight that occurred in a Target parking lot in Wisconsin, uh, shortly after the store restocked its trading cards, resulting in a gun being pulled. Uh, though luckily it was not fired and there were no serious in uh, injuries. Um, so... <laughs> I, it seems reasonable to me. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> um, I mean... Pokemon has always been like a huge craze and and I remember it back in 1997 1998 when it was like exploding then it, it is especially the cards right now are going through this like renaissance you know they're getting all these high profile things with like Logan Paul who I'm not a huge fan of but like he's bringing attention to it um you know my so my older brother uh, it has been collecting Pokemon cards as, like, an investment. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's always, like, um, been into, like, sports cards and stuff. And he's, like, he's a few years older than me. He's 40 years old. Right. Um, but he's gotten into Pokemon cards because it is just an investment. Like, he'll buy a booster box knowing that it's just going to go up in value. Mm -hmm. Um so it's kind of, like, wild that people who have no interest in the actual, like, content, right? Like, he's, you know, he's a 40-year-old man. He's never been into, like, cartoons or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, he's, you know, texting me, asking me questions about, like, you know, Pikachu and who, like, um, you know, this person is like Masahiro Morimoto and stuff and I'm like right. <laughs> you know explaining to him like what all these things mean while he's like doing the whole investing side of it so it's it's kind of crazy how in a weird way it's become mainstream in, in that regard um it just makes me lament all of the like original first oh, edition yeah. Pokemon cards that I used to have that are, have been donated or sold mm -hmm. and are now probably worth tens of thousands of dollars dude if i still had my solid you remember they, they gave out those like solid gold pokemon like they weren't even cards they were like plaques they were like it was made oh. of metal for the first pokemon movie yeah, showing if they, i still had that nope they did not hold their value at they all. didn't really I've looked into buying one. Oh wow uh, yeah. really because i weirdly used to have one. did not hold value Interesting. however i did have like the original like Charizard, Venusaur, and Blastoise. Oh yeah, those are still worth uh, which for sure. would be. Oh my god. Yeah, we should have we should have hung on to. We should have. We should have. Well, let's uh, just invent invest in Dogecoin now. Yeah, straight to the moon. Straight to the moon. Don't. This is not. Don't. Don't. Do, this is not financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> Their Pokemon cards is a good recommendation. This is not financial advice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to more in crime news. <gasps> uh, the uh, the band wait, wait, Ali. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. Can we insert a crime news sound effect here? The, uh, the band Ali has gone on an indefinite hiatus after its drummer's arrest last month. Um, you may be familiar with that band from their absolute banger of an ED for Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Lost in Paradise. 
Um, they announced that uh, the, you know their hiatus is happening after their drummer uh, Kadio Shirai um, was arrested after being investigated for ATM fraud. Um, in Asked an incident, fraud. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the worst. Uh, no, in an incident where an elderly woman in Osaka was defrauded of roughly twenty one thousand um, dollars. So you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions about how deeply he was involved in this plot. But there doesn't seem to be any question about the fact that he did receive money from it. So the you know they're on indefinite hiatus for the time being. The band was originally slated to perform an OP for The World Ends With You. However, they were pulled from the project when this news was uh, announced. And I rescind my endorsement yes. of them. They have also been pulled, <laughs> they have also been pulled from the uh, project to write the new Best Boys OP. Uh, very unfortunate yeah, for that. that we, was... You know, we just we had to we had to let them go. Yeah, you know. Um, next up in anime news, we have, uh, the great Jahi will not be defeated. Anime has unveiled its cast and staff with a July 31st debut and interestingly enough, a half year run. Um, yeah. So we're getting up. When was the, I honestly cannot think of the last show that maybe it was the the slime reincarnated as a slime has a half year run. Two cores, two cores. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Really? Um, but yeah, they're doing it. They're doing a, a two-core run. It looks like it's going to be really cute and really funny. It's been on my radar for a while. Um, and, the you know, I, I know I haven't read the manga, but I know it's incredibly popular, which is probably why it's going to be getting this two-core uh, half-year run. Um, so I'm just really excited for it. I, I want to check it out. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it. I'm not very familiar. Yeah, everyone I know who's, who's read it uh, or is familiar with it says it's great. Um, so I'm, we're going to watch it. I'm really excited for the next story, though. Do you want to take the next story? You, you do it. All right, so the uh, we're, we're getting... Uh, where's our sports anime fans at? Because we are getting an original anime about water polo called Remain. Uh, and it has been slated for a July 3rd debut. The anime's story centers on Minato, a boy who stopped playing water polo due to a certain incident in the water of his third year in middle school. Um, he winter. Picked... Yeah, yeah. In the winter of his third year. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, it's an indoor pool. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he picks the sport back up again with a new team when he starts in high school, but the fledgling team runs into many problems. Um, this one looks interesting. I'm probably, I'm going to watch it. Maybe I'll break my sports anime hiatus with this one. Yeah, so uh, this um so one of the one of the shows that I've been kind of gotten side tangent on is Free and this has like some free vibes for me. Um I just finished the first season of it and uh, you know, I would would recommend it the story is actually pretty similar to this with them like starting a team um but it's like there's a lot of like interpersonal drama with like this member from their like you know, elementary school swim team and mm-hmm. swimming on another team after he went to like Australia during junior high. Oh, like God. you, you've heard all of this before. Yeah. Um, These story beats are not unfamiliar. Oh, but also, uh, best boy, Justin, you have to watch the ED for that show. Yeah. It is fantastic. They're dressed in all these like, um, kind of like middle eastern uh like outfits and mm. then they're like doing this like dance and then it like cuts to them doing the club uh like dance moves it's great it's okay a, it's a bop all right um but yes anyway side tangent about free uh it has a lot of feelings of that and just you know boys in a pool yeah. i think it's gonna be good times oh okay all right right then um moving on the my hero academia the movie world heroes mission uh reveals its uh stealth suit costume designs um 
And, uh, you know, this is going to be the third anime film in the franchise. Uh, it's going, it's planned to release in uh, Japan on August 6th. No confirmed date for yet for North American theaters. But if you haven't already seen them on Twitter or wherever, uh, go, go ahead and check out the, uh, um, the designs. The costume designs look really, really cool. Uh, for this one, at least. Yes. Hot take on my hero costumes in general. Mm. They're trash. Yeah, in general, they are. <laughs> like, um, these ones are great, but generally... I looked at it. The Deku one's, like, pretty decent. I like, like Bakugos. It's... Deku's costume in general, like, sucks. Uh, yeah, it's kind of boring. Oh, I didn't even mention that off the top. Uh, I am also watching My Hero Academia, and this... Oh, was, yeah. This week's most recent episode that. is really, really, really good. God, I gotta catch up on that. I'm, um, I am trash. <laughs> yeah. But also, speaking of this week's episode, and also along the lines of uh, oh, wait, costume wait. designs... Hold on. I do have to say, there is one good costume. Oh, what is well, it? Well, one good character who has good costumes. Best Genus. I'm kidding. Oh, no, God. I do love Best Genus, actually. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, All Might. All Might of has course. great costumes, especially like the Silver Age All Might. Yeah. So good. Anyway, yeah. continue. Um, no, I was just going to say, you know, along the lines of costume design and character design, uh, whoever is in charge, there, I'm sure, because I'm sure there's only one person, whoever's in charge of animating Acid Girl's ass go to horny jail <laughs> because especially this last most recent episode oh, no. i just watched it is uncomfortably detailed and like she it, is a teenager she is a teenager and also she spends like a solid minute and a half walking in front of the camera and i'm like why 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 are you doing this stop I mean, yeah <laughs> my hero is doesn't always shy away from that no it doesn't i was just very surprised i was like wait why this is <laughs> this is a lot yeah teenager. Uh, yeah no, okay. anyway uh, final, our final entry in anime news today, um, the Overlord anime is going to be getting a fourth, uh, season. Uh, it's been greenlit. It's going to cover the Holy Kingdom arc, if you're familiar with the manga. I don't read the manga, so I couldn't tell you what it's going to be about, but I am excited that for it. That sounds cool. Yeah. We don't have any news besides the fact that it's happening, but we'll be keeping a very close eye on this one. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the show. I love this show. I have only watched the first, um season i was supposed to watch some of it with best girl alicia um i need to catch up on it i need to watch that and tanya the evil and then i can finally have the whole isekai quartet complete so yes. i can watch isekai quartet oh you have you have to watch tanya the evil though tanya the evil is so good this podcast is just turning into me apologizing for Apolog the shows i haven't watched get on your knees and apologize <laughs> no but tanya the evil is so good though it's it's got i think it has the perfect uh balance between comedic elements and action and your you know your traditional isekai tropes i think it really hits all the bases it's all really right. good um but yeah with that we are all done with today's uh installment of anime news yeah we did it we did it oh. be before we go ahead and get uh get started on our on our the meat and potatoes of this episode I mean... how about a word from our sponsor Listen, best boy Justin, I can already tell it's going to be a hot summer. You sure are right, best boy Dan, but you know what's always cool? What's that? The sponsor of today's episode, Loot Crate! Loot Crate is your number one destination for all the nerdy swag you could possibly need. You're absolutely right, best boy Dan, and because Loot Crate is also keeping it cool this summer, our listeners can get 15% off at checkout with the promo code BESTBOYS. Go ahead and follow the link in our show notes to check out their Loot Anime Box, which is just one of our favorites of the many they have to offer. And remember, happy looting! I'm I'm amazed that we got that on the first try. Yeah, I mean, it um, wasn't the first try, but... 
as far as you know, it's the first ah. try. <laughs> um, but we have made it to our fun in the sun. It is time for the beach episode. Hooray! <laughs> so, uh, I guess we should start off by talking what about what makes up a good. Can we beach can episode. we read the title that I came up with for this segment though? Because I really like it. Sure. Uh, this section is called the anatomy of a beach episode. Yes. And uh, there is a lot of anatomy on display in a beach episode. There we you will, go. We will, you got the we pun. Will, we will get into that. In fact, uh, it in Japan is referred to as the swimsuit episode um, or Mizugi Kai. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at me go. Um, the first example of it is from an anime which, Justin... Uh, Urusei Yatsura. Thank you. Um, which ran from 1978 to 1987. Um, you might recognize the character Lum from it. Um, but it basically like kind of set the formula where they were like, oh, we can put characters in bikinis and people will enjoy it. They sure will. Um, that show was also uh, from a manga in Shonen Jump, so you can kind of guess who traditionally these episodes are targeted at. Um Going back to some kind of classic beach episodes, um, one series in particular that we have discussed at length uh, is kind of famous for having them in pretty much every installment. Almost uh, every, yeah. Best Boy Justin, would you like to talk about Gundam's contribution? Oh, would I like to talk about Gundam? Yeah, would you like to that's talk the about only Zaku's reason I started, in, that's in our... bikinis? Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I got involved in this podcast was to eventually talk about Gundam's. Uh, no. Uh, uh, quick, <laughs> quick side tangent. Gundam, uh, Gundam. Best Boy Justin pulled me aside the other day and he's like, this has all been a long con for me to just talk to you and you not be able to say anything about Gundams yeah. for three hours straight. <laughs> We're never recording another podcast again. That was that was that was why I started this episode was to lock Dan in a room and make him listen to me talk about Gundam. The yeah. fact that you also also you all also had to listen to me is just an added bonus. Um, but no, that's just an extended plug for our Gundam episode. It's a two parter. Listen to it if you haven't already. Um, but yes, the original Mobile Suit Gundam had a sort of beach episode that aired on July 14th, 1979. Uh, director Yoshiyuki Tomino felt that the episode wasn't on par with the rest of the show and requested that it actually be cut from the lineup when the show aired in North America. Um, which is interesting because I actually didn't know this because the version of it that I watched was the original Japanese run. Mm. Um, so when I actually went to just, because I just kind of wanted to find out when it aired and I looked this up and I actually found out that it, if you watched this in North America when it aired, you didn't see the beach episode. It wasn't really a beach episode, though. It basically involved Amado Ray being stranded on a desert island and uh, kind of learning a lesson about pacifism. Um, it really didn't have any of the common tropes found in beach episodes today. It was just an episode of Gundam that took place on a beach. Um, but beach episodes would return in later ep uh, entries into the Gundam franchise with varying degrees of adherence to the modern uh, beach episode format, which we'll talk about in a little bit. My favorite is actually the beach episode from Iron-Blooded Orphans, where you kind of get to uh, see these kids from space experiencing a beach on Earth for the first time. Um, so that's kind of an added dimension that most beach episodes yeah, don't have. Yeah, especially since they grew up on Mars and it's just like red yeah. rock planet. Yeah, so they, they get to see sand and ocean water and like sea life and birds and it's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the, 
some of the original, the OG beach episodes, but why don't we get into some of the tropes of the more modern uh, beach episode format? <laughs> We're really here, guys. Man, it seems like forever since we last set foot on the beach. <laughs> Boy, you ain't kidding. This is so much fun. Come to think of it, I've never gone on a beach trip with friends. Yeah, so I, uh, really I think that a good beach episode has some mixture of kind of the following things that, that we're going to talk about. Um, not everyone has all of these, but like an example is like sometimes you have uh, the beach episode will get set up. By there was one that had all of them, though, that we watched. There was. <laughs> there was one. There was one. Um, it, it's like they purposely set out to hit every single yeah, trope. It's wild. Um, but like sometimes they're set up as like a stranded on an island sort mm -hmm. of thing. So um, I know like Free had that happen with it. Yeah. There's a number of uh, ones that'll have that. You'll see this a lot, especially in like Shonen and at like action-based anime where there would otherwise be no reason for them to be on a beach yeah it's like something has to like force their ship down and, yeah and uh, there's I'll, no place to land but a beach or a lot of the like gundam that. beach episodes start this way yeah um probably my favorite trope because oh, i can't stop talking about it is the watermelons uh smash um or suk suk Suikawari? Suikawari. Suikawari. There is a character named Suika in Dr. Stone. Oh, yeah. Because she has a watermelon oh. on her head. Oh. I, you learned a thing today. I learned a thing today. Oh, yay. Huzzah. I love the watermelon smash. Uh, Best Boy Justin, you want to explain like what it is? Yeah, so basically the watermelon smash, is, it's it's a game that they play in Japan <clears throat> when they go to the beach. Um, but uh, not always at the beach, but it's it's famous in anime for happening at the beach. Where basically one of the one of one person in the group is blindfolded and given like a stick or a bat. Um, sometimes they spin them around first. Sometimes they don't. But then they have to go while blindfolded and try to smash the watermelon. And like the other people in the group will try to give them directions to like get to it. They'll say like like go left or go right or go straight. You know, three steps or whatever the case is. And they have to try to smash the watermelon. And when they do, you get to eat it. Yeah, it's kind of like a pinata, basically. Yeah. Um, it is also probably the easiest thing for various animes to like have their twist on yeah. for the beach episode. And so. the fun thing about this particular trope is that this trope in and of itself has tropes. Oh, so yeah. So like you have not just the trope of the watermelon smash, but within that you have the trope of a the very clumsy character somehow getting it on the first try and like magically slicing it into perfect pieces yeah or like another character like beating up a character rather than hitting yeah. the watermelon or like the you know the in the the more etchy anime shows you have where the character runs into someone's boobs runs into someone's boobs or they like swing the uh like stick over their head and like it catches on like yeah. a, a swimsuit top and like pulls it off yeah um I, I really liked, uh, we watched a couple of swim, uh, swimsuit episodes, yeah, technically, um, beach episodes uh, before this podcast, and one of the ones we watched that was so great was uh, Bleach. Yeah. It pretty much hits everything. Every single one. And their twist on the watermelon smash was that the watermelons were hollows, mm -hmm. um, so they were, like, attacked by the watermelons. Um, so... That was a good twist. Um, there's also uh, swimming rings, the kind of like inflatable things. Usually you'll see them on like a lolly or like a child character. Right. Um, or also sometimes for comedic effect on like a like a beefy manly character who doesn't know how to swim will yeah. wear like a like an inner tube. Yeah, uh, it's 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 kind of like a prop comedy gag yeah. a lot of times, or just kind of a set dressing. Usually piece. whoever's wearing it ends up like flipping upside down for some reason, and it's funny. 
Um, on a kind of like broader scale, we have the Umi no E. Yeah. That, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, I-E yeah. produces that sound, um, which is the seaside restaurant or shack. This is kind of like uh, a big trope when it comes to the beaches. The beaches are kind of set up in a way where sometimes you'll have like sections where you pay for a place to stay and then kind of the lining of the beach will have a bunch of like shacks on it that are usually serving like food or like various things to buy. Yeah. Um, a kind of like a boardwalk almost, um, but you know a little different. Um, but the these kind of restaurants or shacks tend to be like place a lot of things happen, or people will like go to them to kind of have a scene somewhere else in the episode. Right. Um, all different sorts of things, uh, and you know they'll get things such as like barbecue there. That's usually a pretty big. Uh, like beach trope it is but actually with the barbecue it's a little different because usually the characters end up barbecuing themselves right yeah a lot of times they'll rent a barbecue from there right right uh they'll there's a a thing called a qk show uh qk show yeah yeah uh rental space where it can be anywhere from like five to twenty dollars it'll give you access to like the changing rooms like uh beach chairs like all that sort of stuff and you can also rent things like from them such as like barbecues and all that yeah um from the shacks you can get like the shaved ices um and there's often a yakisoba shack and that that in and of itself is its kind of own uh trope yep um I, I think that the Food Wars example is a really good one where essentially they worked the yakisoba shop and that was kind of the twist on it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times you will have like one of the ancillary characters working at that shop, you know, like the brother or the cousin who yeah. will just kind of pop up and you'll be like, oh, hey, you're working here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a lot of times they'll end up enlisting the main character's help in running the stand because they'll be like, oh, we're short one person. Can you help us work? And it'll be just like a fun little little fun little working montage or whatever the case may be yeah making our way back down over to the sandy part the beach um burying uh people in the sand is a thing it's called the suna ume um and then you also have sand hills which are sunayama um and yeah it's just you know a thing that happens in a bunch of beach anime yeah and it kind of included in that is also sandcastle building which happens a lot um, generally, they'll have like a sandcastle building contest again, like we saw in Bleach, because Bleach did the ultimate yeah. beach episode. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> everything they hit all of these things. Yeah. Um, one of the other kind of tropes that you'll see, which again we had in Bleach, is uh, one character who only sits under the umbrella. Usually, the kind of nerdy or serious character, but also sometimes this kind of the shy, uh, timid one as yeah. well. Uh, and sometimes like the sickly or like pale person. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always just that one person, uh, under there, which, you know, can lead to plot points or conversations or sometimes just gags, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there's also the school swimsuit, um, where basically like in, in a lot of beach episodes, there's usually like a, a bikini shopping, like preclude to it. Yeah. Or you'll have a whole, like, thing where all the girls are showing what their bikinis are. And everyone has their own, like, styled swimsuits and whatnot. But then there's typically that one girl who's just like, oh, I just wore my school swimsuit. Well, a lot of times what they do for this one, and they'll either have them show up at the beach in the school swimsuit, or they'll use it as a setup to the swimsuit buying right. shop. Yeah, right, they'll Because yeah. be, they'll be asking each other, like, oh, are you, do you have a swimsuit? And, like, one of the characters will be like, oh, I'm just going to wear my school swimsuit. And they'll be you like, You can't no. wear that. Yeah. yeah, so then they'll all go swimsuit shopping together, and it'll 
it'll be a fun little like, like slapstick. Make gag. no mistake, a lot of this is like horny jail material. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Like this, the 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 whole swimsuit <laughs> buying episode is just an excuse to show them in more revealing bikinis than their character would actually like, wear. I don't like. We're not necessarily defending swimsuit or uh, beach episodes. We're just kind of explaining. This isn't them. that kind of episode. I mean. I'm not saying that they're bad either. Like no. I enjoy myself a swimsuit episode, but one of the one of the big things about them is fan service, and that's kind yeah. of the next thing we were going to talk about. I anyway. mean, one of one of the things just to be aware of is that this, especially when it comes to this type of episode, is it made for the male gaze? You know, typically, not, yeah. I will say things sometimes like free yep. will flip it on it, um, yep. and and sometimes they have you know eye candy for both. But in general, it you know it was designed for the kind of shonen you know genre of yeah. let's get women in bikinis and show boobs yeah yeah i mean that's really you know that's the that's when it comes to fan service um that's how it that's how fan service works um but like uh, like you meant you, you wrote down here that bleach was so blatant that they literally just did like a review like they were almost walking down the catwalk in their bikinis well they they had still images that they panned from like head to toe of all of the women in all of their bikinis and they were just still shots and every one they showed i couldn't help but think like i'm sure they released these jpegs as wallpapers oh, for I'm sure. teens phones i'm sure they did if they didn't someone made them into jpegs oh absolutely so like it, they know their audience yeah. and and they're speaking to them but yeah kind of going along with the fan service uh trope you also have breast envy this Which is, is also my drag name that's your drag name <laughs> um but yeah there's always a character who is like and like <laughs> she's hung up on the fact that her her friend's breasts are bigger than hers and it always just becomes a thing yep. uh, or sometimes it's not even a friend sometimes it's like an antagonist and they fight about it yeah um it's just it always happens yeah um on on a on a very different note one of my other favorite elements next to the uh, watermelon is sparklers slash fireworks yeah um I mean, I always think of the fireworks, uh, especially, like, in the context of the, like, Yuri on Ice uh, ED. Um, I think of what's called the Senko Hanabi, mm -hmm. um, which are incense stick fireworks, which is basically whenever you see the, like, characters holding the sparklers that are, like, hanging down, that's that's kind of what I always think of. You, they also have the ones where they're shooting them off into the air on the beach and all that sort of stuff. Um, but to me, like, the quintessential, like, Japanese beach episode anime, like, firework is that, like, dangling yep. sparkler thing. Um, which I'd be curious if it's any different than, like, traditional American sparklers. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I get the sense that it is. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, Japanese children actually often have, like, little competitions to kind of see who can go the longest without losing the ash off of their little uh, incense stick firework to oh, see who can, who can burn it down the, the most. Um, which I, I would think lose is at that with my shaky hands. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, and then kind of one of the, the last, like, tropes is the um, something pivotal usually uh, happening, like, for better or worse. Uh, most of the time it usually happens at sunset, whether mm -hmm. it's, like, a kiss or... Oftentimes, like a um, a missed kiss, like two people will be leaning in to kiss behind a rock, and then their friends will pop up or that sort of thing. A lot of times, beach episodes tend to mostly be fun in the sun, but have like some sort of turning moment for a relationship or something like that. Yeah, one of the very common uh, like kind of ways that this trope manifests is where someone will say "I love you," but then like gets drowned out by fireworks. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> happens a lot too. Um, and then for some reason they don't ever go, oh, I didn't hear you. What did you say? They just 
gloss over it and they, they move on. Um, yeah. Because it's not real light. <laughs> um, and then, oh, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much our uh, the tropes we have that make up a good beach episode. Like like we said, Bleach uh, is one of the ones that we watched that like really like hit the nail on the head in terms of like how to do the beach episode. They did pretty much all of those. We recommend checking it out. Um, we'll put a, uh, an episode in the uh, number in the um, description so you can see. I don't remember it offhand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's it's a great representation of it. We also put together a list. I like to call this list. You know what show had a good beach episode? What show had a good beach episode, Best Boy Dan? <laughs> uh, Science Fell in Love. Yes, it absolutely did. You tell me about that one. So I love the beach <laughs> episode of Science Fell in Love because they they set out to create a beach episode specifically. Again, like with Bleeps, that hits a lot, if not all of the tropes. Um, you, you get like their huge muscle-bound like professor, who I think is hilarious. Um, and then you get like... You know the the main male character seeing his love interest in a bikini for the first time, and it's just a really great uh, beach episode all around. Uh, also, just a really great show. If you haven't, uh, I've told you to watch it so many times in this podcast, but if you still haven't watched it, uh, go ahead and, and uh, fix yourself. Um, I have started watching. I just haven't gotten to that episode yet. It's really good. It's really good. Um, next up on our list, uh, we have Love Hina, which actually didn't just do a beach episode. They did an entire beach movie. Yeah, I mean, Love Hina is like one of the traditional etchy harem shows. Yeah. Like, they pretty much invented how the modern beach episode works. Yeah. So, you know, if... You know, Love Hina, I think, is a really interesting piece to watch because it is kind of one of the original etchy harem shows. So if you like those kinds of shows, I think it is worth watching. And even if you're someone like like myself, I generally don't go in for those shows super often. But I found it was... It's uh, funny. It was funny. And it was also a very interesting look into the way those kind of tropes have manifested themselves over the years. Because some things change, some things stay the mm -hmm. same. The show overall, I think, was pretty good. Um, I think maybe it's the direction that that type of show has taken in more modern, uh, more modern iterations <laughs> that I don't like. That's fair. Um, another great show is Rent a Girlfriend, oh, yeah. and they had a great beach episode. Uh, the thing I love about the Rent a Girlfriend beach episode is that it just like really forwarded the story a lot yeah it was definitely not one of those beach episodes like kind of like you get sometimes with gundam and a couple of the other like more shonen-y shows where the beach episode is just an episode where nothing happens and you just get to see the, the characters in bikinis yeah like this was a this was an episode that actually moved the story forward yeah and a lot of really interesting ways too yeah um, God, when is that show coming back? Oh, God, hopefully, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, but next up, we have Food Wars. Food Wars had a good beach episode. Um, it yeah, was we a, talked it was, about it a little bit before with the yakisoba shop. Yeah, it was definitely a non-traditional beach episode because it was more. It was like, yeah, obviously you get to see the characters in their bikinis and stuff, but it was actually I mean, not that there's a lack for that in the show. To yeah, begin I mean, with. You, in, a, in a show where people eat food so delicious that their clothes fly off and they have food gasms, like meat, meat wears a bikini. Yeah, like how do you how do you create a beach episode in a show like that and not have it just feel like like why are we doing this but like they've managed to do it pretty well they made it a part of the main story the characters have a reason to be there um, it's in and of itself a miniature tournament arc yeah. um, it was great I loved it yeah uh, 
also uh pokemon yeah oh god such a good beach episode that it got banned so we need to talk about this pokemon so we uh the weekend before we recorded this we tr- you know we watched a bunch of beach episodes over at best boy dan's house and we tried to watch the original uncut version of this episode and we cannot find it yeah I mean, you- we had to go to some like even sketchier back alleys yeah and then like look through a window to like look at a like pirated version of it yeah but if you if you best buds out there have a copy of this uh if the episode is called uh beauty and the beach yeah. or beauties in the beach or something like that uh get us get get it to us because we need to watch it but apparently the reason why the reason why it was banned um and it wasn't quite banned it was really it really be more appropriate to say kids. it was censored yeah um so the the big problem was that uh james has boobs in this uh episode that are inflatable and he inflates them at one point to be super large um, as a part of his crazy disguise, he often cross-dresses. Um, but, uh, and some of the other things, so they cut that scene out entirely. They were like, no. Um, but some of the other things that they cut out were just kind of any scene where Misty was, uh, like, where anyone was remarking about how Misty was attractive. Which I'm, I don't have a problem with because yeah. she's... She is a child. A child. She's, yeah. what, 12? Yeah. Like... So that, you know, that part there, makes sense. We wa- we watched, like, five minutes of it before the site crashed. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was... Misty, like, shows up in her swimsuit, and Ash and Brock are, like, ogling her, and it's, like, uncomfortable, because Brock is much older than them, Yeah, too. Brock is, like, 17 or something. Um, but, yeah, but also... Like, but we are moved... interested to see just how much it got censored yeah they apparently they also removed like just about any scene where someone was attractive um which is you know it it, again it was four kids the so uh, i don't know but it was fine Uh, we we weren't able to find it but we want to watch it so if you have it give it to us um you want to take this next one best one uh it's all you my dude all right so next up we have darling in the franks um which had a, a a fairly traditional beach episode with a huge twist at the end um, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was it was a standard beach episode. They they found a beach. They were like, hey, we're gonna you know we're gonna do the beach thing, and they did the beach thing, and then at the end they kind of made a discovery that was a right. really huge yeah, plot yeah, point. Yeah. In the oh, show. Okay, yes. Again, with Darling in the Franks, watch sixteen episodes of it and then be horribly disappointed. If that's something you're okay with, check it out. Yeah. If, it's, if you want a show with a good ending don't watch it oh god make um, up just make up your own ending it'll be fine yeah i will talk about another because this is one of my favorite okay. beach episodes um another is basically a show where a bunch of people die um it's uh, it's a great horror show we'll definitely talk about it um probably in october once we get a little spoopy um spoopy scary skeletons but they they definitely uh have a beach episode and there's and they they do the horror beach episode and they do it well um what more can you ask for yeah it's a it's a good mixing of the two genres i would say um so i highly recommend especially if you're into horror and you don't mind a little bit of gore um it's it's a really good fun show um we also have high school of the dead this is definitely uh high school of the dead is is a great zombie show but it is heavy on etchy like mm-hmm. and fan service in the sense of like boobs and uh ass and like all that sort of stuff yeah that's kind um, of what i've heard about and and some pretty 
tremendously spectacularly bad breast physics um this is the anime where if you've ever seen the meme of like someone like shooting the bullet and the one woman's breasts like are like moving up and down and like it goes in between them as it's passing by it's insane but they do a beach episode it's exactly what you'd expect a lot of you know nudity and scantily cladness and zombies um so uh, yeah if you're into those things also uh, great um one of the other beach episodes that we watched though before this uh was probably one of the other great classics and that's uh dragon maid mm-hmm. um read the title of the episode yeah the title of the episode is so perfect it's called summer's staples parentheses the fan service episode frankly which is like so perfect. Yeah, it really leans into all of the tropes that you find on uh, an anime beach episode, but it did it in a really cute yeah. way. Like Lukoa shows up and like oh god, Lukoa just has the most insanely large anime breasts ever, um, and she shows up in a bikini, and then immediately like the uh, the, the beach, beach security patrol, is yeah. like, you can't wear that here. Yeah, you have to change. And it's funny that it's funny too because they do that to her a lot. It, throughout the show so like yeah. i think they also did it to her in the uh, uh comic-con the, the comic-con episode yeah. where she showed up at like cosplaying as a very like scantily clad character and they're like nope yep. um <laughs> but yeah they, this one hits all the staples they do and they do nice twists on it so like the you know having these super powered dragons uh do the um watermelon is hilarious yep um it's you know you got Kana in the uh, inflatable tube, which mm-hmm. is adorable. Uh, we can never recommend Dragon Maid enough. Yeah, they also well, they also did something great with this one, wherein they they did a lot of very interesting character development as part of the beach episode too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for um, sure. So like the kind of uh, the the you get a little bit more backstory about um, kind of where Toru comes from, and then you also kind of get a little bit of more. Uh, solidif- uh, solidifying of the relationship between Kobayashi and Toru, um, which is interesting for a beach episode because they call it the fan service episode, frankly, but it is actually very important to the story. Yeah, and there's not too much fan service. No, because I mean, frankly, besides Lukoa and to a certain extent Toru, there's not a whole lot of like eye candy in this show, yeah. really. Um, same thing with my love story. Not a ton of eye candy in that show. There are also children. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a cute. That show is just always cute. Yeah, my love story in general. I don't, to be entirely honest with you, remember a whole lot about what happens on the beach episode. Me either, but you know, <laughs> we did we did watch some recaps of it where like the, the like kind of the plot of the beach episode is that um, Goda is seeing his girlfriend in a bikini for the first right. time, and he is struggling with the fact that he's attracted to her and like he's like avoiding her because of it it's it's adorable yeah and also he is just like a superhero powered person uh, god that's, um, if you like rom-coms please watch my love story it's probably yeah. my favorite my love story is great um another kind of twist on the beach episode is hajime no ipo they do kind of a beach training arc mm-hmm. um which is great because you get like the guys like being guys and you know being jackasses on the beach but then also like the training arcs in Ipo are always fantastic so yeah. um you know I, again can't recommend Ipo highly enough yeah, pretty I mean, much every anime has uh, a beach episode so like a lot of this list are just like great shows yeah. in general <laughs> I mean for for this one it was pretty good because it kind of took the context of their training outside of the gym for the first time um 
Yeah, this so one happens very, pretty early on. Too. It does, yeah. So it, it kind of it kind of solidifies this idea that not all of their training happens in the gym, and they they go other places to train, um, which I think that at one point later on in the show they go to the mountains and so on and so forth. But this is like the first time that they they go somewhere. Um, but next up we have Full Metal Panic, which is one of my favorite silly kind of mecha shows. Um, it had a very good but kind of unconventional beach episode wherein the one of the female characters and the other female character are kind of like having an argument and they decide to settle it by having a robot battle. But like one like of you, like you do. Yeah, like you do. But like one of the people, like one of the characters is actually like a like a combat robot pilot and the other one is like the commander of the ship. So like she doesn't actually like fight in the robots. So like she has to like do a little training arc and like like you know, learn how, what she can do. Like, and she ends up li- like learning from the main character how to pilot a robot, and it's it's cute, it's interesting, and they hit some of the tropes in a very interesting way. Um, so, I put it on the list because I thought it was uh, it was different enough to to kind of distinguish itself. Yeah, um, I, I just last minute added free to it since I I saw you that. added something else last minute to the list. Yeah, I did, and I, I stand by it. We'll talk about it in a sec. Um, <laughs> um, I enjoyed the Free Beach episode. It was interesting because they kind of mixed a lot of different tropes from various other things into it. So they did the stranded thing, um, which kind of got about by, like, you know, the ocean taking someone away. Um, It's a swimming anime. Uh, And they ended up in, like, a haunted house. So you get that whole kind of, like trope um it's good you know i i that's i've only seen the first one i have to imagine there's probably more because there's lots of swimming in this is another one where uh it is all about the fan service for uh people who like the male body Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things about this show too is like their um manager is just like blatantly like you know just obsessed with their muscles and whatnot <laughs> and is like you guys should take your clothes off yeah like you know, take your shirt <laughs> off it's like yeah that's better yeah so much better uh that'll drum up interest um and then the last late minute nope. addition i added nope that was the last one uh, We're the next was section. domestic girlfriend <laughs> which has a doesn't really quality um beach episode no, a lot of good character development occurs no it doesn't um that's the one where they he gets together with his older sister teacher senpai. Yeah, but also there's the one where she walks into the ocean as a metaphor for the fact that they will have to commit suicide no, those are at two, some point. No, that's a different beach episode. Am I'm I talking about Yeah, I'm talking about where they go into the hotel and there's fireworks. That was Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so that is the more traditional beach episode. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of Okay, I was thinking Not of a when different she beach episode. talks about them committing joint suicide because they're siblings yeah you're talking okay yeah okay okay i hey, say watch our domestic girlfriend episode yeah go back and watch anime was a mistake um this doesn't belong in this list <laughs> um that being said we're gonna wrap today up with our famous top 10 You got two lists for the price of one today, Best Buds. (laughs) The top ten anime that do not have beach episodes, but should. And these are very well 
curated. Yes. This we spent a lot of time. We, we actually together. spent probably more time than anyone should ever think about this topic. Yeah, and like the the, the most of what this the work that was entailed in putting this list together was us going, did that show have a beach episode? And then like looking at like up. looking it up. So we we may be wrong about some of these. So if we, we are probably definitely are and yeah. some of them have at least not have had beach episodes yet, but probably will. Yeah. Um so up first Best Boy Justin, this one's all you. Yeah, I, up first is uh, Death Note. I think <laughs> I think Death Note would have a hilarious beach. I just want to see Ryuk in board shorts. That's what I want to see. I mean, yeah, it's that one's a stretch. That one's just like for the memes almost. Yeah, it, that's not like, I don't think it would have a good quote-unquote beach episode, but I just think it would be hilarious. Now, a show that would have a good beach episode is Konosuba. Yeah, the Konosuba beach episode would be great. And and don't add us, I know I know they've done a Hot Spring episode. It's not we, a beach episode. The Best Boys stance is that uh, Hot Springs episodes and beach episodes are two separate things. They have different tropes associated And anybody who disagrees with us could meet us in par- uh, Prospect Park and fight. Yeah. We will do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll fight you. Maybe not, but anyway. Wear a um, mask. Also, uh, Tonikawa um, yeah. would have a great beach episode. I'm pretty sure, because uh, you know, I do read the manga for Tonikawa, I'm pretty sure they do a beach chapter later on in the show, so maybe yeah, we'll get one sense. in the second season. Um, but I'm sure they would be cute together. You know, you have the whole, like, ah, oh, my you know, wife at the beach. Yeah. It'll be so adorable. Um, also, Jujutsu Kaisen. We got the ED. Yeah. We did get the ED um, that does mention the beach has a little bit. them like on the beach, which is super cute. But I think it would just be like a really fun episode. I think they could do a bleach level beach episode. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Gojo would be excellent. It would because like anytime they tackle like a, a special episode, they do it so well. You remember the baseball episode? Yeah, that was probably like without exaggeration my second favorite episode of the show was the baseball. It episode. was a fun one. It was really good. That was another half year show we had. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you said half year, I thought like fifty two episode season. I was like, no, we no, haven't no. had a fifty two episode season in ages. We're getting. We have one running now though. Uh, Shaman King, but we just can't watch it. Yes. Oh my god. Netflix jail. Yeah. Uh, check out our streaming episodes. Yeah, check out all of then our episodes. when I realized that, like, 26 episodes, I was like, oh yeah, there's a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, next up is actually Haikyuu. Which I, blows my mind that they haven't had a beach such episode. Such an easy premise. Yeah, they could do a Harukana Receive crossover. Um, they don't even have to. They could <laughs> no. just have an episode where they're like, they're like, oh, we're good at volleyball, let's play it on the beach. And then they realize yeah. that beach volleyball is really different. Yeah, and but I mean, also just like boys on the beach fun i think it would be great yeah. um another kind of meme one that we had though it would be uh overlord no i don't think i don't i, I do not actually ma- I maintain this is not a meme one i think overlord would it have would, a really good okay it would be memes but it would also be really yeah because first of all you would get the main character who's like basically a gi- uh, yeah um, <laughs> he would be he's a gigantic skeleton and in he a would, robe yeah in a robe i think it would be funny again just like Ryu, just to have him in board shorts that i could get behind and then you also have the fan service character yeah albedo and then like you would get the two um the two elves in their little swimsuits fighting each other yeah. oh it would just be really really good Over, yeah overlord would be great um one I'm surprised we haven't had yet, but it has to be coming soon as Doctor Stone. Yeah, because like the next arc is Age of Exploration, where they're going sailing on a boat. I am assuming they're going to have to do a beach episode yeah, at some yeah. point. Uh, of course. Or it's just going to turn into One Piece. Um, <laughs> Fire Force. Yeah, would be great. How has Fire Force not had one? I mean, look, can you imagine Shinra just, like, 
busting the watermelon with his like little fire kick or like no you'd have uh what's his face with the sword do it oh yeah 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 definitely yeah. would be arthur um and then of course tamaki with her clothes constantly falling off oh god yeah um but obi captain obi just being muscle man at the beach yeah no that that would be great um this one's also a little memey, but I would also still love to see this. Yeah, this but I would like, also love to see more. Episodes I have an episode title for this one too. Um, March comes in like a lion. And the episode would be "Sad Boy at the Beach." I mean, that's yeah, basically what it would be. I think that would be so much fun. I think it has a potential to be incredibly wholesome too. Uh, yeah, the beach you, episode you could March totally have like his like um, heavier set friend with the health problems be mm-hmm. the one like under the umbrella because he like will get sick if he like. Ex- exerts himself too much yeah he has some like form of anemia or something if i remember correctly yeah um yeah it would be great and then like you'd have all of his like you'd have the little the little girl uh kind of in that kana role from, yeah, yeah. from uh, dragon Age. sand castles and stuff yeah it would be i think it would be really really good um and then the last one on the list is chiaya furu which is another one where i just want more episodes of. yeah that's yeah <laughs> it's any 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 additional episode of chiaya furu is a good thing but i, I also think, think it would be a good like you could do some character development yeah because you, you've got that love triangle thing going on obviously love triangles and beach episodes go hand in hand um i don't know if you could do a lot of karuta at the beach i feel like the sand would make that difficult i mean but if you could um, figure out a way that'd be fun yeah i mean hell yeah slapping poems on the beach hell yeah that's all we ever wanted um and we do actually have an honorable mention on this list for reasons that i'm going to talk about and that is attack on titan um because (laughs) attack on titan did have an episode technically it had maybe the saddest beach episode there ever was um but uh it it has the sea yeah he got to see the sea um but it doesn't actually have any of the beach episode tropes it's kind of like the gundam beach episode it's just an episode that happens to take place on the beach i think like having just like a silly episode of attack on titan where all of the characters just go to the beach for some reason would be hilarious uh one trope that i would if if the writers of attack on titan are listening because i know they listen to the show um <laughs> uh, one funny trope i think would be like if you have um you think they're gonna try and sneak this in for the, oh, the final yeah. arc yeah 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 totally <laughs> um if you have levi doing the watermelon and they like blindfold him and he just like starts like making a beeline for Aaron and whacking him on the head, and they're like, "Levi, you're hitting Aaron," and he's like, "I know," and he keeps hitting him. Um, I, I just think an Attack on Titan beach episode would be good. I'm just sad we'll never have one. Yeah, I mean it, that would be funny, but also definitely for the memes. Yeah, for the memes, um, everything's for the memes. But speaking of the memes, if you have memes that you want to send us, hit us up. Uh, we can send us email at thebestboyspod uh, at gmail Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to see your fan art. We want to see your memes. Send us the Pokemon episode. We want to watch it. Um, yeah. But yeah. And we'll see you next mm, time. Mm, Come on. Wave mm. goodbye, best boy Justin. Nope. Don't like it. Nope. I'll, oh, come on. Don't be such a beach. Oh, come on now. Sin, don't forget to listen to our older episodes to tide you over. Mm. Beach pun. I hated this so much.